When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The game plan that they're going to do against Patrick Mahomes is going to be too much. Shut down Travis Kelsey. Make somebody else beat you. Pacheco, I don't think he stands the chance. I got the Ravens winning by 10 points. 10? 10. 10 points. Absolutely. Dude, I'm going to hit him again then, man. I hit him at 3. I felt pretty good at 3. If you've got them winning by 10, I think I may hit them again. <laughs> I wow, go for 10. Dude. Hey there, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast. Welcome to episode... 298 where my guest this week is a Super Bowl champion a Pro Bowl linebacker he played 11 NFL seasons 10 of them with the Seahawks and of course he was a part of the legendary Legion of Boom the 12s already know my guest this week is Seattle legend KJ Wright this episode though is for everybody whether you're a football fan or not because everybody is going to love KJ's vibes and his energy This dude looks and sounds like he can still play in the league right now. And he also has the inside of somebody in the league right now. So let's get to picking his brain ahead of Championship Sunday. It is episode number 298 with former Pro Bowl linebacker K.J. Wright. And it's coming at you right now. KJ, my guy, dude, always great to chop it up with you, especially when we get a chance to stretch out, get loose on the pod. Really appreciate you, man. How you feeling? Jim, doing well. How you been? Good, dude. Good, good, good. All right, because we have a little more time and space here than we do on our normal daily show, before we talk about your former team and some of the other news around the NFL, I want to talk to you about your journey and your path to the NFL. Your bio on X includes the line, hard work always pays off. So I'm curious, what was it like growing up in Mississippi, and did you always have that grind mindset? I always had that grind mindset because I was always that athlete that was looked over. I was never the fastest on my team, never the strongest, two-star athlete. But dang it, Jim, wasn't nobody about to outwork me. I worked my tail off. There were so many days where I went out there on that football field just by myself in that hot Mississippi heat and um, just working, just grinding. And um, I look up, go to college, still underrated, fourth-round pick. I had a phenomenal NFL freaking career, only one Pro Bowl. So I just always live with this chip on my shoulder. I always had this, I always told myself, like, KJ, you're good, but you're not doing enough. And so that's what kept me going. And um, I looked up and just had a stellar football career. Hell yes, you did, KJ. So, like, a two-star athlete with a five-star mindset, I'm always curious about this. I've done this a long, long time, and I'm always curious what makes guys go, what makes guys tick. Like, what is that? Is that nature or nurture? Are you hardwired for that? Did somebody put that in your head? Like, where did that mentality come from? I'm convinced that I have the most competitive family on the planet. I, I, I swear to you, I put my family up against any family on this planet. Everything we do from shooting hoops to racing to playing video games, sports, it does not matter. We just, it was all nurtured. It was all nurtured in me to be a competitor. And um, it a lot stems from my dad. He was my guy. He was at every game, um, football, baseball, basketball. And he really instilled in me 
just that work ethic, that discipline, and to hell with coming in second, third place. Like like well, like Ricky Bobby said, if you're not first, you last. And so that was always my mentality, and it sticks with me to this day, and I still that mindset in my children. Okay, see, that's really interesting what you just said. I was going to say, KJ, because, for instance, I've got one son. We have one son that just graduated college, another son that went into college. And I always had this thing, like, I grew up suburbs of L.A., upper middle class, family had a small business. And then, you know, things went pretty well for me and I got a big house on the hill. And I was always concerned, man, the kids are going to be soft. The kids are going to be soft. If they live on this big house on the hill, they're not going to know what it's like to grind. And my wife, who's like the nicest person ever, hardworking and really smart, but she'd be like, you know what? They're going to resent you. They're going to resent you. I'm like, no, they're going to thank me. They're going to thank me. I'm curious if your dad was like he was and your family was that intense and that competitive, did you ever resent it? Or did you always see it as, no, man, it's love and they want to make me better? Nope, I need more. I need more. It's all love at the end of the day. And, Jim, you are right. I live in the hills of Bellevue, Washington, too. And I'm, I'm fearful that my kids are just have this silver spoon in private school that they won't know how to work their tail off right. or something. I got those same fears as well. And um, but, your, but your wife, when it comes to instilling stuff in these kids, I tell my wife this. I said, babe, let me let me handle this. Like, let let me take care of these kids when it comes to this. Trust me, I won't push them too hard. I won't push them over the edge. I'm gonna push them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have them work. But I know my limits when it comes to my children. So she trusts me when it comes to the sports for the kids. And we're going to steer them in the right direction. That's it. Exactly right. And, and by the way, since my kids are older, one is out of college and one started, and it's fine, right? They love me and they appreciate it and they understand. And my wife now knows that, you know, I had a bad cop. Somebody had to discipline them. And we both, I mean, because, and she had a great job and gave up her job because she wanted to stay home and raise the kids. So it worked out great and we were coming from the right place. I was just kind of curious how you did it. So, for instance, you stay in state, you play your college ball at Mississippi State, and like mm-hmm. the conference, KJ likes to say, conference football in the SEC quote just means more how did your years in Starkville then or Stark Vegas get you ready for the pros I mean you telling me I'm playing Alabama every year LSU Auburn these are five star recruits first round picks that I'm facing each and every Saturday and so you telling me facing that type of competition just that southern football just football in the south in general is like no other on the planet and so it, I, I remember my first moment that I realized that I could play in the NFL. It was my sophomore year. We went down to LSU, and they kicked our ass. But I had a pretty good game. I had a really, really good game. And once I had that moment on that football field, it's like if I can compete, if I can compete with these guys, then for sure I know that when I get to the big leagues, it's going to be time. When it's my time, I'll be ready to go. All right, so I think I know the answer to this already, but the Seahawks take you in the fourth round in 2011, which was later, KJ, the most draft analyst projected you would go. I was going to say, were you just happy and realizing your dream to get to the league and were you satisfied, or did that piss you off that you were not selected sooner? I think I know the answer. I was sick to my stomach. I knew I wasn't going first round. I wasn't, I'm not that naive. I think I was a first round draft pick. But dang it, I went past the third round that third day. That's when they decided to call my name. And um, I watched every single pick with my mom and my dad up to the third round. And I told my mom, I said, I'm not going to graduation tomorrow. Because I, I was graduating from Mississippi State at the same time. So I'm to hell with going to graduation. I'm not going. I'm just going to sit here. But she said, you're more than an athlete. You work too dang hard to get to this moment. You about to go to graduation and walk across that stage. 
And so here I am on graduation uh, day. I'm pissed off. I'm livid. And lo and behold, I get a 425 area code. And John Snyder and Pete Carroll finally decided to come to their senses <laughs> and uh, <laughs> give me a phone call. And so it was a beautiful day to graduate at the same time that I got drafted. And um, fast forward 10 years, um, was a legend there in Seattle. That's so great. You know, so when you talk about being sick to your stomach, like, wh what is that? Is it because you had worked so hard? Is it because you wanted it so badly? Was it, like, what physically, why did it make you sick to your stomach? I was ill because I looked at the people that got drafted before me, not to compare or contrast, but I looked at this guy, linebackers in particular, and I said, who is your GM? Who is your scout? And what are you thinking taking this guy in front of me. Like I, I looked at myself as someone that brought a lot to the table, someone that's good on and off the football field. And I knew in my heart that whatever organization I go to, I am going to be a game changer. I believe that in my heart, I'm going to be a game changer wherever I go. And so I appreciated that moment. I appreciated that those 98 teams passed up on me. Because I swear to you, I carried that with me my whole 11-year career. I was going to say, KJ, if you, I always say this, if you could bottle that, man, we would be so rich. Or if you could somehow inject people with that, we would be so rich. Here's my question. Yeah. You always hear, I had a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, but I, I hear it. But what's it mean? Like, would you wake up every single day with that and carry that with you every single day? Did it only show up on game days? Like, what did you do with all that? Did you Did you live with that every single day? It was, it's so hard to explain. Jim. Right. I know it. Exactly. I mean, try it's and explain like, that to me. It's like, for example, the New Orleans Saints called me during the draft. They said, hey, man, you're here in the third round. If you're up, we're going to take you. We're going to draft you. Guess who these jerks took in the third round? A linebacker from Illinois, uh, Martez Wilson. So when I face the New Orleans Saints, when I'm watching film, when I'm studying these guys, I am trying to make life miserable for you when we step on the football field because you called and you ruined my dreams on draft day. Same thing with the Dallas Cowboys. Like any little thing that could fuel me, because when you play a long time, things can get a little, little stagnant, a little redundant. So any little thing that could fuel me to just ruin your day is what I'm going to take and I'm going to apply on the football field. So this is just like two examples of what happened to me. And um, the list goes on and on as far as when you describe that chip on your shoulder, and what keeps you what keeps you fueled? DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app. Pick six, pick six is the newest way for you to get in on the fantasy football action with DraftKings. Just pick between two and six pro football players and choose if they're going to have more or less of a stat. For example, will a player have more or less than 100 rushing yards, or will a player have more than one touchdown? Track your lineup and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app right now and sign up with the code ROME. Code ROME, R-O-M-E. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Must be present in a state where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 is not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. 
So, so what do you do? Like, you have this amazing career, an amazing career, and then you've got the rest of your life to live, and you've got your second career and probably a third career, whatever it is. Does that chip transfer and follow you? Does it travel? Do you still have it? Or are you like, hey, man, I proved my point. You all were wrong. I was right. Or do you still have it? It's still, it's still there because, you know, I'm doing media now. Yep. Right? I'm doing media. You know how you do interviews and go on different networks, NFL ne- uh, Network, Good Morning Football. Those are tryouts. And then it comes the hiring process, right? And they pass over you. They go with someone else. That pisses me off <laughs> when they do that. And so it, it makes me work harder. It makes me grind more. It makes me polish up my skills a little bit more. And, um, yeah, when, when that moment does come, you know, it'll come. But right now, that's what's fueling me to be the best version when it comes to this media stuff that I can be. Because you go for it. It doesn't happen. You get told no. Okay, get back to the drawing board and get, go get better. It's healthy, man. It's healthy. That's the way it should be. We're all looking to be our best version of ourselves. I mean, I've done this thing. You, you and I were talking. I've done this thing. Dude, I'm almost 60, and I'm going as hard as I possibly can because I want to make sure that my best work is still in front of me and not yep. behind me. I don't want to be that has-been. I don't want to be that guy like, yo, Rome used to be this. Rome used to be that. I mean, sure, they're going to run me down at some point. Father time is never, ever lost. <laughs> But I'm going to go yeah. as hard as I can, as long as I can, until they rip that shit out of my hands. And, and that'll be fine. And then I'll walk it off. But yeah, and, and, it's and healthy. Like you said, yeah, and it keeps you going. You want to stay on your toes. You want to stay on your P's and Q's. Because you better believe there's a young guy just trying to come and sit at the table that you're sitting at. That wants to run a radio show. That wants to run a network. And so you got to stay, got to stay grounded. You got to stay at it. And um, you just look up. Once it's all said and done, you give yourself a pat on the back. And That's go on it. To the next thing. That's it. Hundred percent. So if you had that mindset and you were taken in the fourth round, I'm curious. Like as part of your draft class, Richard Sherman comes in. Sherman oh. was a fifth round pick. I'm guessing he had a lot of the same feelings you had. What were your initial impressions of him, and how did he feel about going in the fifth round? When I first met Sherman. The guy was just, he was just yapping, just talking to everybody. I'm like, who is this guy just talking and talking and talking? And you just look up now, 15 years later, he's still just talking. <laughs> and um, he knew, I compare Sherm, I compare Sherm to Muhammad Ali. I've never met someone that said, I'm so great, I'm so great, I'm the best, without really proving it to the world. When he faced the Cincinnati Bengals our rookie year, it was Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, he was like, hey, man, I'm about to pick this dude off Andy Dalton two, two times. I'm about to shut down A.J. Green. I'm like, Sherm, this is your first game starting, bro. Like, let's, you know, let's get through the game. But the confidence he had in himself, he just knew his ability. He just knew that I can be great one day. And he was saying that I'm the best before the whole world saw Richard Sherman. I mean, so he just knew or he like spoke that into existence or he manifested? Like, what was that? I, I, this, I need to ask Sherm this. I need to ask him, like, did you really know? Because, bro, you was, a, you was a fourth string. It took, it took uh, Walter Thurman to get hurt. It took Marcus Trufant to get hurt before he got his opportunity. And so, I don't know. What did Muhammad Ali think? Did Muhammad Ali really know that he was going to knock out Sonny Liston in, in that round? Or was he just speaking into existence? I just think with a guy like Sherm, that's just the way he's wired. He's wired like that. And um, confident, border, you know, we can call it cocky as well. But that's what he channeled when it comes to being successful on the football field. And he had a stellar 
Hall of Fame career. So, KJ, what about that defense? Your rookie season coincided with Seattle earning the nickname, that defense, the Legion of Boom. And when you started and you were in it, like when you were in it, and that defense ultimately would go down as one of the most incredible in league history. What was it like to be in it and then become a critical part of that defense? What were those days like for you as a player? It was the, the mindset that I personally had. I'm like, KJ, you have got to be on your P's and Q's. You got to study your tail off. You got to run your tail to the football because you're surrounded around some apex predators. You have a Cam Chancellor behind you. Right to your left is a Bobby Wagner. You got an Earl Thomas that's barking out orders behind you. If you're not on your job, then these guys are just going to run circles around you. And eventually, there's going to be someone up and coming that's going to take your spot. And so the way that we all personally felt was, I'm not going to let this man down beside me. I'm going to study my tail off. I'm going to do my job. When I arrive to the ball carrier, I'm going to arrive with violence. That was all of our mentalities. And um, we held each other accountable. If you messed up, you, you, you know, you, football, you mess up. But if you mess up, you just knew, like, damn. Like Cam looking at me like, KJ, that was too easy. How you, how you blow that, KJ? It was just like moments like that. And um, we did that, Jim, four years in a row, the number one defense in the NFL, the most feared defense in the NFL. And I put my guys up against the Steel Curtain, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm just surrounded by a bunch of legends. Must have felt absolutely incredible. All right, so listen up. The other day, I came across a product that all of you all of you should be carrying around. It's something different for fresh breath. It's this amazing product called Zellman's Minty Mouth. And I'm telling you, it is a game changer. Listen, if you're up in somebody else's grill, making your case for whatever it might be, make sure your breath is fresh. Zellman's cleans your breath in a way that other mints don't and can't because it's not a mint. It's not just a mint. It's a functional breath freshener capsule that you swallow clinically tested against the toughest offenders, even garlic and onions. Just pop two or three in your mouth. Suck the minty coating, then swallow the capsule for the confidence of fresh, clean breath that lasts for hours. I'm telling you, this product is like nothing else you've ever tried. It fights bad breath in your mouth, and then it goes down to your gut. The ultimate hack to get rid of coffee garlic, or smoker's breath. That's strong. You're going to love having the confidence of long-lasting fresh breath or your money back guaranteed. They will give you your money back. Not that you're going to want it, but they will. They have free shipping. If you order three packs or more, trust me, you're going to want more. I know this. And nobody likes to pay for shipping. What you want to do is go to Zellmans.com right now. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S.com. You'll get 15% off when you use my promo code Rome. That's Z-E-L-M-I-N-S.com. You have to use the code Rome to get your 15% savings. R-O-M-E. Do it now. Like, KJ, was how much of that was just professionalism? And then how much of that was like straight love? Like love, brotherhood? That's that's all it was. It was all love. And um I, I knew that if I'm successful then a Brandon Meebang will be successful. If I do my job on this play, then Sherm could get this interception. And so when you talk about doing your job, everybody eats. When you, and Byron Maxwell, let's use Byron Maxwell, for example. He wasn't able to stay because of the cap. He goes out and get a $50 million contract with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
everybody eats in this in this defense. And so you talk about tied in, tied in uh, together. We're all connected. That love that we have for one another, I swear to you, it showed on the football field. It showed when you watch film. And when people watched it on TV, they show, we, we showed how much we cared about each other. See, to me, the word is connected. You guys were connected and you were aligned. I'm curious about one thing. Like, where did Marshawn Lynch fit in this? Like, sometimes when you have teams like that, like, there's a divide, right? Like, for those who are old enough to know, the 85 Bears, it was wild to see them win the Super Bowl and carry their D coordinator, Buddy Ryan, off the field, right? There was your disconnect right there between the head coach and the defense and the offense. What about Marshawn? Like, when you consider the lifestyle, like the beast mode lifestyle, both on and off the field, how well did he fit in even with the defensive guy? The Marshawn that you guys see on TV is the Marshawn that was in our locker room. The guy that was always cussing, the guy that was drinking, the guy was just having so much fun, hanging around defensive players. That was the Marshawn Lynch that we were accustomed to. But um, for some strange reason, he wanted to get in front of the camera when he got to the Super Bowls and not talk and just give one-word answers. And just people just had this weird perception of who Marshawn Lynch is. The crazy, animated, loud, just got to take you to the side and just have a one-on-one conversation. That's who this guy is. And to this day, I just saw Marshawn last month on New Year's. We were just talking for like 45 minutes about life. He's giving me game, telling me what he's doing with his money and finances. That's who this guy is. And so funny as hell. I love the dude. And one of my favorite people of all time. That's great. So then you got Russ, right? So Russ right now is looking for a new team to play for, KJ. Things unraveled pretty quickly between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I mean, did you see that coming? Was that inevitable? Was there any way that was ever going to work? It was crystal clear that Broncos country, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton was not going to last long at all. And um, I look at Sean Payton's personality, and I know Russell's personality, and I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. There's no way that these two guys can coincide with each other. Russ comes from a Coach Carroll tree, Mr. Positive, Mr. Glass Half Full, Mr. Like everything's going to be okay, to a guy that just runs things like, I don't know how he runs things, but it looks like he's very militant, he's very direct, very blunt. And um, I just knew that when I first saw Sean Payton at his press conference, told Russ to stop kissing babies, stop worrying about your image so much, I just knew it was going to be all downhill after he first came on the scene and said that about his franchise quarterback. That's really interesting. So what about the free agent market? How do you think that looks for Russ? Like, he improved. It seemed like he did try. He made plays. I mean, he's not the Russ that he used to be, but how do you think the free agent market looks for him this offseason? Man, where can he go? He can go to the Commanders. He can go to the Patriots. It's only Jim, there's only a few teams that I could see Russ going to. Either these teams already have their quarterbacks or they're going to go through the draft and take these young quarterbacks. And so I could see maybe three teams that would be interested in Russ when it comes to free agency. Can he still play ball? Heck yeah. Is he still elite? Absolutely. But um, when you talk about paying a guy um, with this market, with his limitations, with these teams, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of, I'm a little nervous to see what happens out there for, for Russ, but hopefully everything works out. Craving some protein after a good workout? Do not make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper instead.
Why Old Trapper? Because Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. Old Trapper is a family-owned business. They take their smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried, tough beef in a bag? Nobody. It's like eating a shoe. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old Fashioned, Teriyaki, Peppered, and Hot and Spicy. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality that you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you do not see it, clones, be sure to ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? KJ, what about the same thing for, for Pete Carroll? Is is he still elite? Can he still coach ball? We know he wants to, and we know like there's no 72-year-old dude like that. I mean, his energy's crazy. Do you think he can still be a really effective coach someplace else, and will somebody give him a shot? I know he could be an elite coach somewhere else, but I'll tell you this, Jim. Here for 14 years, the the, the message, the, the preaching, always compete. I, I think that time, it expired. It expired here in Seattle. But you best believe, if he goes to a Chargers, if he goes to um, a Commanders, I promise you he will get that franchise turned all the way around. He's still energetic. He still knows what he's doing. He's still passionate. He still loves it. And so at 72 years old, he can still get the job done. He's going to surround himself around some good coordinators, some good coaches. And I'm a big, firm believer in what Pete Carroll can do and what we can do for the next five, seven years. See, KJ, again, I'm going to ask the question, like human nature, how is a guy like that at 72 still that fired up? Is it just that he loves ball that much? Is it what he eats, what he sleeps, how he takes care of himself? Like, ultimately, who does want to be that guy at that age? He's, this is the way he's wired. He's wired like no human that I've ever met on this planet. Literally, every time we go to practice, he's running from one end zone to the opposite end zone every single period. We have like 10, 14 periods of day, and he's just running at 70-something-odd years old. He's still screaming. He's still smacking on that bubble gum uh, during the games. And so um, he has all the juice. And when you saw our personalities on the football field, it came from that guy. When you saw him at USC with Reggie Bush, with Liner, with Carson Palmer, he brought that same type of culture, that same type of spirit when he came to Seattle, and he creates magic wherever he goes. All right, so before you go, what do you make, KG, of Bill Belichick? Like, he moves on from the Patriots, and most assume, hey, man, that's the GOAT. There's going to be a bidding war, but that doesn't seem to be what's happening. Why not? Why do you think teams are not lining up to interview the guy with six rings? I look at Bill Belichick. And I look at what he did, obviously legendary, historic what he did. But the 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 his the Patriot way, the the old school, just direct and just I I can't really explain Bill Belichick, but if I'm an owner, if I'm hiring a guy to lead my team in 2024, it's not Bill. It's not Belichick. What you did in the past was awesome, but going forward. With this young generation, with this TikTok generation, as I call it, these young up-and-coming guys, just connecting with the players, I don't think that Bill Belichick is the guy to, to lead an organization. People talk about him going to the Falcons and leading a, a young quarterback, whoever they bring in, a Bijan Robinson, a Kyle Pitts. 
it's just not a match that I see fit for Bill Belichick to go to any of these teams. I, I think it's really interesting what you just said, that you've got like the TikTok generation, the players are different. Like, for instance, you as somebody who's part of such an iconic defense, an incredible defense, before you go, how impressed are you with what you're seeing from the Ravens defensively? Top, no, number one when it comes to scoring defense, number one in sacks, number one in turnovers. And these guys are blowing teams out. They made the Niners a couple of weeks look like a bunch of chumps. <laughs> they like out here blowing out teams. They blew out the Seahawks this football season. And Mike McDonald is not doing it with a bunch of Hall of Famers, no. not a bunch of pro bowlers. He's doing it with Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, Humphreys. But outside of those guys, it's a bunch of role players. It's really a bunch of role players that they're doing, that he's doing this thing with. And so when you talk about winning championships and when you talk about dominating, this Baltimore Ravens defense has been fun to watch all season. And I just love each and every time they step on the field because I don't too often see, like, I feel like there's 13 guys out here. Like, there's literally 13 guys on the football field. That's what I see out of the Baltimore Ravens. It feels like that, right? 13 on 11. So what about the Chiefs? Do they look to you like they're back on track offensively or do you expect the Ravens to just shut them down like they have pretty much everybody else? It's hard for me to count out a Patty Mahomes and an Andy Reid and a Travis Kelsey, but I do think AFC Championship on the road facing this Ravens team that's been high-flying all football season, I don't think they have enough. They don't have enough. The game plan that they're going to do against Patrick Mahomes is going to be too much. Shut down Travis Kelsey. Make somebody else beat you. Pacheco, I don't think he stands a chance. I got the Ravens winning by 10 points. 10? 10. 10 points. Absolutely. Dude, I'm going to hit them again then, man. I hit them at 3. I felt pretty good at 3. If you've got them winning by 10, I think I may hit them again. <laughs> I wow, go for 10, trust me. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. All right, so we're really quickly, appreciate you, dude, so much. What about the other game? The Niners are the top seed. They're at home against Detroit. Where do you come out on Brock Purdy? System quarterback with all sorts of talent around him or a dude who is underappreciated by the haters and a guy who's actually a difference maker? Where do you come out on him? He's underappreciated. Right. He has a bunch of haters. You don't just throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns by being – average by being mediocre what like what, what are we talking about here the guy has his plays he has his weapons go be explosive go be elite and he did just that i don't understand why this negative connotation this game changer has to be on brock purdy um won 12 games this year was excellent each and every time he stepped on the football field didn't turn the ball over he played in a freaking um tsunami last week versus um versus the Packers. And so he had a bad game. Dang it, it happens. It's football. And so I just feel like people just try to reach and just try to create their own perceptions of Brock Purdy. When I look at him, when I turn on the tape, the guy's excellent. And I like what he brings to the tape. Hey, leave me with this thought because you were in it. I feel like it's partly Brock Purdy. We talk about this. 
Yeah, but Josh Allen is catching heat. Lamar Jackson was catching heat. I mean, pretty much everybody, unless you're Patrick Mahomes. Is this a quarterback thing, a system thing? Or, dude, is this essentially a life thing right now? And a lot of people have a lot of time on their hands and nothing better to do. It's, it's, right now, this is the trend. Media, media follows trends. And there's, there's a few voices that speak at the top, and, every, and it just crumbles all the way down. And people say, yeah, yeah, this is the case. Um, I look at the tape. I look at the film. I look at a guy's makeup and his energy throughout the game. And you know what good football looks like. You know what good quarterbacks look like. Um, did I want Josh Allen to throw that, that drag route to Stephon Diggs and just have an f- easy first down? Absolutely. But he went for it. He faced a Patrick Mahomes that's in the AFC Championship each and every week. And so what these guys do on the football field is remarkable. I played a Lamar Jackson. I played a Josh Allen. These guys are elite. These guys are dynamic. And um, it just didn't happen last Sunday. But um, yeah, it's just this unfortunate trend that we're putting on these quarterbacks, just expecting to be Superman each and every down. I wonder if this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be, or is it a trend and will the pendulum swing back? It, it, it always swings back. <laughs> it always swings back. And uh, we'll see who wins this Super Bowl. We'll see who wins this Super Bowl and how they win it, what type of fashion. But the problem with really much, really all these teams is you got really good defenses. You got a lot of great surrounding cast around them. And so if Brock Purdy does go and win the Super Bowl, um, let's see, they're going to say it's the defense. They're going to say it's Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. And so at the end of the day, um, these players need to focus on themselves, ignore the noise. Just go out there and just be dominant and find a way to seal the deal and bring home that Lombardi trophy. You're right, dude. I think that's one of Brock's greatest strengths. He knows, man. He can't control the uncontrollables. And I think that even if that guy does win, and even if that guy's the MVP, you're going to still have that same people saying that same sort of nonsense about not big enough, Mr. Irrelevant. It's all about the scheme. It's all about the guys around him. The hell it is, man. Like, you can't tell me that guy's got nothing to do with it. That's just, to me, it's just garbage. KJ, you on the other hand, dude, I have so much respect and appreciation that you stretched out, gave us the half hour, went long form, and thank you so much. That was absolutely awesome. Hey, always a pleasure, Jim, man. I appreciate you. And um, are you going to the Super Bowl? Are you going yes. to be out there? Yes. Are you going to be there? I'll see you. I'll be on Radio Row. Good, dude. I'll look for you, man. Thanks so much, dude. All right, man. All right. All right, Jim. Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right super start battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So you want to know how you last a decade plus in the NFL? As a fourth-round draft pick, that's how. You're that guy, you have that mindset, and that energy, and that chip, boulder on your shoulder. I hope he just fired you all up the way he fired me all up. That was absolutely awesome. My thanks to KJ for stretching out and showing up huge for the original side hustle. Always great to run him down, and especially in that format. 
As always, that's why these podcasts exist, for chats like that. If you want to hear more, just go back for any of the 290-plus apps that we've already pumped out, or take a second to subscribe and guarantee that you will never, ever miss another episode, like episode 299, which will be dropping next week. We are counting down to the big 300, so do me a solid and smash that subscribe button, and I will see you right here next time.